0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is Tuesday night, but I wanted to have a show tonight. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, and I want to thank each and every one of you all for being here And we have a very special, wonderful guest who I just absolutely adore because she thinks like I do, and we'll get to her in a minute. But first, I want to say thank you for all of you all that keep this show going. As you all know, it's not my show, it's your show. I could sit here and chat all night, nobody would care. But you all have shared this show, you've listened into this show, you've sent me guests for this show and my guest have sent guests and it's absolutely amazing how this show has grown in two and a half years 200,000 plus listeners as in 200 countries it doesn't get any better than that so I want to thank all of y'all and now there's two ways you can get on the show one you come on as a guest I don't care if you're a, a musician an author an artist a nutritionist have a platform or a politician want to talk religion have a passion I don't care that's why we call it Off the Chain. Or if you want to get out there even more, you can become a sponsor for this show. And I'm not in it to get rich. I'm just in it to give you an opportunity to be heard. And what you do is you contact me at off the chain radio at Yahoo.com, and I will tell you how to do both of those. To be a sponsor on the show, it only costs you $10 a month. That's it. And however many shows I have in that month, that's how many times your ad is read. You can renew it at any time. You can drop it at any time. And with that being said, I want to tell you about some friends of mine who are sponsors for the show. One of them is Amy Lyle. She has been on our show, and the woman is absolutely hysterical because she is a comedian. She's also an actor, and she lives in Atlanta, my hometown. She has a unique outlook on life. Most people hide their failures, but Amy decided to write a book about hers. It's called The Book of Failures. The book opens with, I have been married for 20 years, not to the same people, but 20 years nonetheless. The book talks about relationships, how hard it is to blend a family, and just funny failures of everyday life. The reason it's been a bestseller for over a year is that it is so relatable. Everybody needs more laughter in their lives. So buy it for yourself or for a friend, that is going through a hard time. The Book of Failures is available at some Barnes & Noble stores and on Amazon as a paperback e-book or even, if you like, audio books, an audio version. The Book of Failures by Amy Lyle. Howard Levine is going to be coming on this show, but he has a book out called Last Guest. Frank Tadeshi's niece is dead, one of thousands of victims of a terrorist attack, which has been laid at the feet of, Islam, of Islamic radicals by a right-wing U.S. government. Frank, based on a chance encounter, is one of the very few people who question the government's explanation. He's a vet, Vietnam veteran who wants nothing more than to live without further controversy or conflict. Can he and his grieving brother, Rob, a detective with the NYPD, obtain the necessary evidence to uncover the truth in the face of scorn and incredibility? Can they overcome their long-term estrangement to work together, given that they are putting their lives in danger? And Last Gasp, a novel that resonates with today's politics. The answers to these questions unfold in a way that mingles personal and societal issues and intertwines the past and present while moving relentlessly forward. That is Last cast by Howard Levine. Most of you all know Diane Moach. She's been on this show several times, and because Australia is our biggest listing base on this show, they put her number one on their books in Australia. She has a series of books called the Sam Holden series, and she is our favorite vigilante. The third book in this series, Dog Bones, is Sam's quest to avenge abused animals, and she is threatened when the FBI comes after her on one side and the commissioner wants her dead on the other side. Will Sam's double life be exposed? Will she be able to protect the animals, her friends, and herself? Check out Dog Bones by Diane Mode. everywhere ebooks are sold. And if you haven't started the series yet, ladies and gentlemen, you can begin with Dog Gone for free on Amazon. That's Dog Gone by Diane Mote. Now, if you like audiobooks and you like listen to audiobooks, have I got a deal for you. Audiobookwormpromotions.com has a program that is called Adopt an Audiobook Program, and this program has new releases and audiobooks of every genre. All audiobooks are free, and the caveat is if you will review them. Simply listen and share your thoughts. Audiobookwormpromotions.com forward slash adopt an audiobook. All of y'all know Traveler Pelton. She was on here the other night with another guest that I had. Well, she has a new book out called Terrorists, Traitors, and Spies, and it is the latest book in the Oberlin series by Traveler Pelton. The middle generations of the Oberlins carry on the legacy of their father, Noah, by setting up a network of scientists, spies, and informants all over the globe. This book spans the generations from 1910 to 1975, a time of change and growth. The family tries to stay out of the feud between Edison and Telsa while beginning to investigate an elusive enemy network that grows into an underground jungle, which will plague them for generations. They survive two world wars, the Korean conflict and the Vietnam War, in spite of attacks on them personally from the enemy and, of course, their own government. Well, the legacy of the Lenape negotiators carry the family through discrimination, hatred, and treason. Will there be another seven generations of the people to carry on, or will they follow their ancestors into oblivion? Join the high-energy Oberlin family and yet another of travelers' tales of intrigue, technology, and history. Terrorists, Traders, and Spies, available now on Amazon, Books of Millions, and as an e-book or a
2: paperback.
1: Or, if you want to... Traveler Pelton has a special offer going on her website just for folks getting ready for holiday, holiday gift giving. She is offering post sets of her trilogies for $25 a set, and she will autograph them any way that you choose. She takes PayPal and will ship the sets out the next working day. Go to her website, TravelerPelton.com, for all the details. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get on with our show. Tonight's guest is so exciting because, like I said, she thinks like I do. Dietitian mm-hmm. Shelly Rael is a registered dietitian nutritionist who's helping adults, mostly women, at the midpoint of life. Now, ladies, this is very important <coughs> because at the midpoint of our life, our bodies change. And she helps us to have more energy using food and physical activity. She's been a registered dietitian-nutritionist since 1999. She has worked in health, wellness, and disease prevention management her entire career. She worked in corporate wellness for over 13 years prior to going out on her own in private practice. She helps people have more energy so they can get through the day with energy to, to spare, which enables them to enjoy family or social time when they choose to without feeling exhausted. She is also a nutrition myth buster. Pay attention to that. The field of nutrition is complex and there is no one size fits all. She will customize her recommendation to the individual because, ladies and gentlemen, we all are different. What works for one does not work for the other. She wants to end the ongoing roller coaster of the so-called right way to eat and help people choose a way of eating that works for them year-round, not just before a big event, vacation season, or change of the calendar. Fads, trends, and the quick fix will come and go, but eating will always be necessary. We can do this without a list of foods to reference, but shifting our mindset and choices overall. She works with people to create their own customized nutrition blueprint, a design in the personal pattern or eating that works best for the individual. She is a professional speaker and she speaks about the quest for energy and stamina and the common nutrition myths that block us from getting there. She is an adjunct faculty teaching nutrition in her local community college and university. And she is a wife to one husband, mother to one son, Nana to one grandiose daughter and the mom to two rescued and mutts. See, I told you I liked her.
0: <laughs> Welcome Shelley.
1: I'm so glad you're here.
0: Thank you, Yvonne. That was, I didn't realize I had sent that long a bio. <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful bio. I love
1: Thank it. Thank you. Because
0: you practice
1: what I have been doing all of my life. <laughs>
0: Good, I'm glad to hear that, yeah,
1: yeah, what made you go into into nutrition and dietary um the dietary field in 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 understanding that not one size fits all because all the commercials you see, most of the dietitians you meet, they all say, "Well, you've gotta mm-hmm. do
0: this, well, it might not work for me, right, right. Well, I got interested in it. I didn't know I was interested in it until um, I was a couple years into college, and I was in a class, and I couldn't believe that person was getting paid to tell me about what I thought was common sense nutrition information. Well, it turns out my mom raised us pretty healthy. She was self-educated, and she was way ahead of her time when it came to understanding how food and nutrition affected our body. So when I found out that this was something I could get a degree in and get paid to talk about, I was in. I didn't know at the time how much science it was, but I was so passionate about the field and making sure, wanting the world to know how nutrition can affect our health and really affect it before we get sick. Because in our society, people people address their nutrition after they're unwell after they've gotten sick from something in the most for the most part so when i was in graduate school and discovered that this whole area of wellness let's help people before they get sick let's help them reduce their risk of disease i was all in i was like let's help keep people out of the hospital as much as possible now of course that's not possible but we can certainly reduce that And that's why I'm so passionate about this. I want to get the information out to people that we don't have to wait to get sick to make any changes to our lifestyle. That's nutrition, exercise, other lifestyle factors. Would it be fair to say, Shelly, because like you, I grew up with a
1: mother that just knew about nutrition. And and it's because she grew up with the mother that. Grew her own vegetables. Growing up at my at my grandmother's house, we very seldom had meat. It was vegetables out of the garden, and and a lot of it was due because they couldn't afford it. But right. we, I think, we were healthier for it.
0: Well, yeah, and I mean, a lot of things have changed in the last thirty some years. Not not and not just from the nutrition perspective. People tend to forget that we didn't have as many opportunities to sit on our behind as much as we do today and all the screens and all the, the reasons we can sit without having to expend energy. So we had this double fold of, of in the mid eighties, give or take. I mean, we see in a timeline of when this started happening when we started getting home computers and cable television and, and more convenience foods. That this changed, and and certainly generations prior to that, and I'm like not saying that's much different because I was a child of the '80s. But knowing that before that, we had to work. People had to work for their food. Yes. <laughs> Maybe not as literally as farming it, but there was less opportunity to sit around. So that's really uh, it's multifactorial, is what I tend to tell people.
1: And and you do, you brought up good point in, in the fact that um, we're, we're such a, a society now of hurry, 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 that it's easier to go into the grocery store and pull off something that's frozen and take it home and throw it in the microwave with kids, but what they don't do is stop and look at the ingredients. There is nothing real in any of that food. It's all processed
0: in a lot of cases, it is, and, and I, I know a lot of people don't have the skill to cook at home, don't, don't have the, they feel they don't have the time, but I have to say, tonight's dinner I made in under 20 minutes, and it was, it was not fancy, but it was certainly homemade food, and I knew exactly what ingredient was going into it, and, you know, all the ingredients, and it was pretty much all single ingredients single ingredients. When when, when I was a young mother,
1: you brought up the fact people don't have time to cook because Mm -hmm. my mother and my grandmother, I learned from watching my grandmother and my mother taught me how to put a meal together. I worked 12 hours a day and I worked two hours away from home one way and it might be three hours depending on traffic. I would get my, I would get home, get my children I would still have a complete meal from scratch made in less than 30 minutes, have them fed, have their homework done, and have them in bed by 9 o'clock. Right. And there was no processed food.
0: A lot of people don't realize that a home-cooked meal doesn't mean it takes a long time. And and that's something, too, I want to get out there is, you know, keep – Keep practicing. I just say pick a day, a couple days a week, where you definitely are going to cook at home, or it's not going to be a convenience item, and um, work together, or have like you have the kids do their homework while you're preparing. Um, but I find that in some days I'm tired, and I would like I'd like to go out, but by the time we go out, order whatever it may be, it's just as much time as to make something at home.
1: And, and you have the it, convenience it, it. of being at home and putting your feet up when you're done.
0: Exactly. I don't have to put on pants to go out. <laughs> Although that, that was probably too much information. Sorry, hey, I'm there, sister. I am there. Right. If I have to put on clothes to go somewhere, it's not worth it. <laughs> right. And I, it's something where I just say, take time how long it takes you to go Out to eat whether it's to go grab something to go pack up the kids to grab something to go stop on the way home a lot of times it's the same amount of time and sometimes even longer to go out than it is to cook something at home but we also know exactly what's going into our food when we cook it at home
1: right and and the thing is when you when you go and pick let's let's say we've got a couple of kids couple of them are in car seats, you've got diaper bags, you've got purses, you've got files, you've got two kids, you've got takeout. Well, by the time you struggle to get all that unloaded and then the house, you throw the kids in the high chairs, um, you throw it in the microwave, you you make it taste like rubber chicken, then
3: you throw it.
1: I could have cooked something and it would have been hot and fresh and the kids wouldn't have said, ah, ma, I don't like that.
0: Right. Right. And, and like I say, you know, I, I didn't say it tonight, but I know there's a lot of people who didn't grow up learning how to cook. Uh, My, my dad always said, and he learned it from his mom, you got to be able to know how to feed yourself and how to make a decent meal. So it was a requirement that I did it at least once a month when I was growing up, which I thought was absolute torture, but it was a good thing. But there's a lot of people who don't know how to cook. And I just, I acknowledge that. Um, I, I tell people buy, you don't even need to buy a cookbook. Uh, you can just search for 10 minute recipes, 20 minute recipes. Um, I encourage people to take 10 to 15 minutes to plan, plan for tomorrow's meals or half an hour to plan a week's worth of meals. And it seems like a lot at first, but in the long run it's, so much better
1: and a lot of times you can take one night's meals leftovers and and create something entirely different a couple of days down the road absolutely
0: absolutely and in our house i work from home but our dinners are three servings so my husband has lunch the next day and he always takes his lunch to work
1: and he's much healthier for it i'm sure than having to worry about going yep. out to eat somewhere. And and another thing that, that, Shelley that I have found in our society is, especially when we work in corporate America, we're either eating at our desk, we're not eating yes. at all, or we're rushing out to grab something, wolfing it down, not giving our bodies time to digest the bite, and then wondering why we have acid reflux and why our stomach hurts and why we feel bloated and tired all the time.
0: Right, and I, I ate at my desk a lot when I was at, at my, my corporate wellness job. I, actually, I ate at my desk a lot because I was teaching a lot of lunchtime classes, so I was the one standing there doing lunch and learns while other people were eating, but I wouldn't be eating till 1.30 in the afternoon, so I actually was grazing throughout the day, which wasn't, isn't a big thing, and that's something where some people – need to have their their meals at certain time intervals. Others of us will eat throughout the day. It's not a right or wrong. It's just personal preference. But and that brings one thing up. That go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Yvonne. Well, I was just well, going like... to say one of the things that tends to happen to a lot of us is if we're working straight through lunch, we don't take the time to eat something and we're just down, you know, working, 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 we might find ourselves coming up on 4 or 5 o'clock and we're just, starving, and I joke that when you're really, really hungry, you're not choosing healthy options. You're not like, oh, yeah, I feel like having a salad right now. When you're really hungry, you tend to go for the things that are just not as healthy.
1: Very true. And this is a good stopping point because what we just talked about segued into something I was talking to you about right before we went live, and we'll go into that when we get back from paying a few bills ladies and gentlemen this is off the chain i'm your host yvonne mason with uh dietitian and nutritionist sherry Riel, and now she's my new best friend because she thinks like i do we will be right (laughs) back to continue this conversation in just a few minutes best-selling and award-winning author of true crime and crime fiction yvonne mason is back with a brand new book the pink canary a book that delves into the life of a drag queen and a marvelous whodunit you can find this and all of Yvonne's other works on Amazon.com, or find Yvonne Mason on Facebook and Twitter.
4: You're gonna kill me.
1: Buy your copy of Pink Canary now. Do you have cougars on your porch swing?
2: <coughs> Our horse is your new best friend. Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep
0: in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you
1: bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf.
4: Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting
3: new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores. Or visit QuinnWildlifeArt.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree. It's a hoot.
2: This is Jade, and this is Wilnona. Wow, it's been a busy summer. Yes, we have new books. I think we have a new audiobook. And I thought the voice was bad with other life lessons. Why is that title such a mouthful? I don't know, but you can hear that mouthful on Audible and on iTunes now. And that will take you through life changes, the highs and lows of it, through pop poetry. And the literary life guys. So remember to check us out. And no, I don't mean a once over. But then my narcissism said, well, maybe check me out once. And then look at the rest of the website at andwethought.com. <laughs> you can check out the podcast and the YouTube channel and everything that we're doing on that website, andwethought.com. Just in case you didn't get it the first time. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to say bye from well, Nona And Jade. And our website. Okay, is this going to be like a running gag? Yep, andwethought.com. Bye-bye.
3: Germany, 1938. Charlotte, a young girl of 15, wanders into Georg's cobbler's shop to have her shoes repaired. Georg, enamored by Charlotte's charm and grace, decides then and there that he's going to marry her. But they must keep their love a secret from family, friends, and, most importantly, the Nazis. Follow along as Georg's pursuit of the young Charlotte results in the couple traveling a heart-stopping, winding route to stay one step ahead of the Gestapo in their escape from Nazi Germany, with a surprising twist along the way. If you like history and romance, don't miss Good Things Always Happen in Springtime by Joanne Fisher, available at www.joannesbooks.com.
5: Juliana is a middle aged housewife in Toronto with a career, a husband that has little interest in her well being, and three children. In the evenings, she gets on her computer and chats with people around the world. When she gets involved with Aaron and Bobby, her life becomes a pinball, bouncing around her husband, her job, her children, and her two online friends. She's bewitched by the romantic poetry of Aaron. But the honesty and kindness of Bobby bring her all the way to California. Watch for the ironic twist of fate that takes her in a direction she never expected. If you like spicy romances, don't miss With All of Me by Joanne Fisher. Available at www.joannesbooks.com
3: Fiore is a young Italian woman engaged to be married. But her plans are interrupted by a charismatic Sebastian, a handsome middle-aged Spanish businessman. Her beauty strikes him like a thunderbolt sent by the goddess Venus herself. When she's given a peculiar gift, a Spanish doll, she's thrown into a whirlwind of entangled passion, money, secrets, and love.
5: Their romance sparks in a charming little Italian town located on the southern part of Lake Garda in northern Italy and takes them around the globe.
3: What happens when her life is suddenly shattered by a lifelong secret? Her Spanish doll will bring you to a caliente Spain and a romantic Italy, adding some spice along the way. Available at www.joansbooks.com.
1: And we are back. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest, nutritionist and dietitian, Shelly Riel. And before the break, we were talking about how some people have to eat at a certain time while others sort of nibble all day long. My mother used to call it eating like a bird because you eat a little bit now and you eat a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And, and she and I both agree that it's whatever works for you. However, the caveat to that is, My husband was an insulin-dependent diabetic, and Mm -hmm. we found the best for him was to eat about the same time every day, not large meals, medium meals. And then as his sugar levels spiked or dropped, depending on whatever his pancreas decided it was going to do, have mm-hmm. snacks and not just junk snacks, but to have healthy snacks uh, peanut butter and and saltines was one of his favorites and Shelly mm-hmm. that finally got his sugar levels to the point that his shot ratio kept going down
0: yeah that sounds yeah, that sounds exactly right. I'm not surprised at all, and a lot of my recommendations. Um, I'm one of the people where I have, um, I get blood sugar lows. I, I don't have diabetes, but I do understand how it all works, of course. And I find that if I go too long without eating, I start getting really cranky. We've got this new word in the dictionary, hangry. But mm-hmm. I look at people, persons with diabetes, especially type one who can't, go too long without eating or there's, you know, know, there's all these these potential issues. So eating on a consistent basis, and I find for a lot of people, not everyone, as we've said already a couple times, it's individualized, that eating at consistent intervals is going to help all of us maintain a decent blood sugar level. Persons with diabetes do have to monitor it much more closely, especially with type 1, um there's no there's no messing around with that, but I'm not surprised that you found when there is that consistency and the snacks and the snacks that had the little bit of protein and mm-hmm. healthy fat in there to go with the carbohydrate of crackers, it's a nice balance to keep things more steady. And and what what we
1: also found out is there are a lot of myths about how you get diabetes and how you eat yep. and and one of the myths is when well, you can't eat sugar because that causes your sugar to go high. well that is a lie ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that's not the yep. reason the reason right. is
0: the pancreas doesn't do its
1: job
0: and type 1 diabetes a lot of people don't know don't understand the differences but as you know i'm sure type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disorder where the pancreas yes. got damaged now, the type one diabetes that your husband had is not as common as type two diabetes, but we do address and I really feel frustrated when people feel a need to what we call victim blame, um, when somebody is diagnosed with a disease. It's like, What did you do? You ate too much sugar. Well right. that's not how it works. <laughs> no. That's and then the thing is the thing is, he started out,
1: what they used to call type 1 and type 2, he started out as type 2 taking pills. Well, after a time, the pills stopped working, and the pills were actually causing more damage than good. So that's why we went to the to the insulin, to the shot, right. which was a wonder drug to us. And, and another thing, another myth is, well, you can't eat this or you can't eat that that's baloney you can eat anything you want to in moderation because if you don't eat what your body tells you it wants that does more damage Right,
0: and that's something where I say this a lot and even people with certain health conditions like diabetes that's one of the most common myths that that you you touched on there Yvonne is that people like like you said a couple minutes ago you can't have sugar yes you can you just need to have it in the context of a meal or a snack and you you need you don't need to eliminate certain foods you just need to put it in the context of the overall diet and that's true for pretty much everybody I would say you know if you're allergic to peanuts probably stay away from the peanuts. But yeah, yeah. that's different <laughs> that's different uh, but but people are often like oh the person with diabetes can't have ice cream actually they can If we made sure they had a good meal beforehand in the sense that we don't want to just give them a bunch of ice cream and then just see what happens, that's not a good idea. But it can be integrated into their diet, and that is, like you said, it's a persistent myth that a lot of people are surprised when I say, yeah, you can have ice cream. You just need to fit it into your overall diet, not live on it. And not make it. Although diet. I wish we could sometimes. <laughs> well, well, here lately I have. Like I, ha- I want to live on it. Well, yeah.
1: here lately right. I have been making ice cream my diet. I mean, it just seems the only thing that, that works anymore. But that's okay. I'll <laughs> and, get yeah. over it. I, and yeah. I've reached that yeah jelly to where, what the hell? It doesn't really matter anyway.
0: Right. Right. And and that's something, too. I I tell this story all the time. And I. Say it in full disclosure, I was still young and not, not recognizing that rules could be broken. I was, uh, was when I was uh, going to school when I was in undergraduate school in college, and I was one of the young ladies that would deliver meal trays to the patients in the hospital. And the nurse called down and said, we have a woman whose 96th birthday is today. Can she have some cake? And I was like, no. She's on a heart, you know, cardiac diet. She can't have cake. And like, I two minutes later, I'm like, "What was I thinking?" <laughs> and I called at the nurse. I said, "I'll be right there." They were like, "Yeah, we thought you were pretty. You know, that was pretty crazy." Like, I was just, I was, you no, know, I was being in a single track mind there, realizing at least a couple minutes later, I realized how ridiculous. She's 93 years old. What does it matter? matter. Right. Yeah, really. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> you know. If, if that was her last meal, so what? And, and with sometimes God. people are still like that. Right. And, and I say that people still think, well, gosh, that was awful of you. And I'm like, what would have been awful if I hadn't realized how silly I was being? I was just following the rules. It's okay. It's okay. I learned a lesson.
1: And, and on that vein, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to, to Shelly's website, This is why I say that she's my new best friend, because one thing that popped right out of out of her website and right into my face is, are you ready for this? I just love it. Quote, if you want dessert, dessert first, eat it first, end quote. So if you're out to dinner and you want dessert first, then eat it. Right. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I say, you know, if you're worried about saving room for dessert, then have the dessert first. It's it, in the big picture of life, really, that's not the worst thing. Um, and if you're only eating dessert, we should talk, but, you know, it's not a big deal. No, who's the one that dictates that order anyway? Who
1: came up with this? So, I don't know, but let's go find them <laughs> and hurt
0: them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I used to sit at these luncheons where the dessert was on the table before they served us the meal, so I would start eating it, and people would be like, oh, my gosh, you're eating the dessert? And I'm like, well, it's there. So yeah. what's the big deal? It's my appetites, you know. Right, right.
1: Think of it as salad.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it's it, like I said, who's the one that said that we have to have The sweet at the end of the meal. We could have the sweet before the meal and have the salad after the meal. It just—it's just these these rules are in a lot of cases are these random rules that I don't know who came up with.
1: Well, we need to find them and give them an attitude adjustment. I'm telling you, it just—it makes (laughs) no sense at all. Now, you also have a a thing on your site called food groups versus nutrition. Explain that to our audience. I know what it means, but I'm sure they don't.
0: So a lot of times I hear people talking, this is very popular right now, is I don't eat carbs, I'm not eating carbs, and they're referring to carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are a nutrient that the human body needs. Carbohydrates are not a food group. So we have carbohydrates and fat and protein and vitamins and minerals and water. These are all nutrients our bodies need. And carbohydrates, this shocks people, carbohydrates, the nutrients, are found in pretty much every single food we eat. Carbohydrates are in plant foods. So whether we're talking grains, fruits, vegetables, nuts, tofu, Soybeans. I any food that comes from a plant will have carbohydrates in it. So that's what I mean. The food groups are things like grains, fruits, vegetables, dairy products, protein foods like nuts, as well as meats. And then the nutrients that I already said and I know I went through those quickly. But so often I hear people say, Well, I'm not gonna eat carbs, but then they order a salad and I'm dying to tell them, you know, you just ordered a plate of carbohydrates.
1: Oh, <laughs> so I would, I would tell them just to see the look on their face.
0: Yeah, the carbo, the vegetables are pretty much a hundred percent carbohydrates. They have some protein in them, but there, that's what they are.
1: So the myth is the carbohydrates are potatoes and noodles and spaghetti and rice and bread, yeah, and right. bread. And, and what right. people don't understand is it, they also have starches in them. And when you combine the starches with the carbohydrates, that's the energy machine. And it takes eight hours right. to get it all going so that your body is re-energized.
0: Right. And this is another thing a lot of people don't realize is that the, the, capital T-H-E, the fuel for our brain is glucose, which comes from carbohydrates. And I don't want to get too sciencey here, but if we're not getting carbohydrates on a regular basis, that brain is not going to function properly. It just ends. No it if won't. We don't, and if we don't have enough of that glucose in our body, which comes from carbohydrates, we will use protein, stored protein, to create glucose. And I tell people, how many of you want to use your muscle be broken down for energy for your brain and I've never encountered anybody who says they want to do that so I say let's make sure you're getting appropriate and enough carbohydrates so your brain can function well and and they probably look at you like what
1: but but it makes perfect sense and and okay on that vein the brain is a muscle so the brain is actually sucking itself dry of protein just to function
0: yeah. The heart is a muscle. There's all these muscles. I tell people you're, gonna, you're doing damage to your body if you're not giving your body enough carbohydrate as well as the other nutrients. Uh, but I just find that so many people are so glommed on, obsessed about carbohydrates that a lot of people just don't have any idea what the purpose in the body is. It is essential. It is absolutely important. We need them.
5: I so think it explains doing, a lot
0: of some of the a lot of the ignorance in our society, but I'll just let that go.
1: <laughs> so what they're basically doing is they're health food eating themselves to death.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're damaging their bodies significantly, and and to to put it a different way, just to get a little bit more graphic, but it gets across: we're cannibalizing our own body to be able to fuel it if we're not getting the proper nutrients from our food, and that includes the nutrient of carbohydrates. And when and we, don't have to go to, we don't have to go to bread and pasta and potatoes. Eat your fruits and vegetables and, and um, uh, nuts and seeds and beans. It doesn't have to be bread, which, like you said, a lot of people think of it and And what
1: we are doing is we're keeping the medical field and billions of dollars, and we're going broke because we are making ourselves sicker because we're not mm-hmm. taking all right we have more we're getting more arthritis, we're getting more nerve damage, we're getting more muscle cramps, we're getting more um airborne illnesses because our body, if we treat it right, is well balanced. But if we throw something out of balance, the whole body goes out of whack.
0: Right. And something, Yvonne, that I, I, I really get distressed about, I really do, is that a lot of these fads or trend diets that I see is for weight loss. It's for quick yes. weight loss. And i like, what about your health? So you want weight loss now at the expense of your long-term health. And I understand that not everybody sees the long game on their health, but to lose weight this month, this week, the rest of this year, but really have a higher risk of chronic disease in the next couple years for looking good today, i like, let's think about this here. <laughs> which do you want? Well, I'm sorry to say, a lot of people want the weight loss today, and they don't often think about the long-term health, which... Um, as, as we know, you know, the long-term health, that's really going to be really tough at the end of life for a lot of people. Yeah, because
1: they're not going to be 20 all their life. At some point they're going to reach 70, 80, and that's when the body mm-hmm. really breaks down. And if you haven't taken care of it, and, and I don't mean running six miles a day and eating no carbs and <laughs> living on right, the water. right. By the time you get 80, you just might as well lay down and die because the body's done and the internal organs are done. They're tired of fighting with you. They're going to just say, okay, I'm through.
0: Yeah, and I saw relatives of mine where last 10, 12 years of their life was unhealthy, and it was a lot of it related to earlier lifestyle choices, where I tell people, I want to, you know, have it be my last 18 months or 12 months. That would be the worst part, you know, not the last 12 years. And right. there's no way we can predict, we can't predict any of this. I, you know, who knows what can happen tomorrow, but we don't, we, we've got to take care of this one body that we have because we have to, And it will t- t- it's going it- to take us all the way.
1: And, and it's, it, it's like a car. It will tell yes. you what it needs if you listen, and it will tell yes. you what to stop doing if we listen. And I think sometimes we're so intellectually stupid that we ignore <laughs> the we ignore the signs yes. and to our detriment.
0: Yes, yes, I've heard of many cases, and these are, you know. Friends or friends of friends, where, like, oh, he'd been having back pain for so long. Well, it turns out he had cancer in his spine. It's like, what, what, you know, how could you live that long ignoring these things? And lots of people do ignore their bodies screaming at them something's wrong but in our go 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 society people are like nope I can't stop and think of this right now which that's not going to go well in the long run for a lot of things
1: and and on that same vein Shelly while we're talking about good nutrition and and eating the right foods for us what might be right for me might not be right for someone else doesn't mean it's right or wrong it's just the way my body is is I don't know. My body has its own life form. I, it, exactly. I have no control. Yeah. It does what it wants <laughs> to do. But, but in that same vein, yeah. we also have to understand that we have to listen to it when it says, okay, feed me this, whether we like it or not. For instance, mm-hmm. let's just say Joe Blow doesn't like asparagus, but all of a sudden he has this craving for asparagus. His body needs something in that asparagus. It's telling him, feed me Seymour, please, because if not, something's going to happen. But then we have to turn around and when the body says, okay, fool, now it's time to lay down and rest so that I can regenerate and we don't do that. That is just as detrimental.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. The body will shut down. I've, I've had a couple of people tell me they literally physically collapsed because they'd been going so, so long without resting the body and, and, a lot of us will pick up if I, uh, you start getting sick. You're like, oh, I'm not feeling that great. Something's wrong, and you need to slow down. People need to slow down. And what is happening? What, why am I not feeling well today? And, and you know, there was a couple of weeks ago I wasn't feeling great. Well, I've just been, I've been pushing myself, and I just needed to take a day and not think about anything, and I was, I was fine afterwards. But our immune system is also related to our nutrition. And when we aren't eating well, we're more likely to get sick. When we're eating better, we're less likely to get sick. And I'm talking about things like the flu or the cold or whatever's going around that people are spreading. You're going to be better off or more resistant to it if you're eating well and resting and doing activity.
1: And, and would it also be fair to say, Shelley, that if we don't, we we get enough rest, we eat the foods that are good for us, and not like we you and I've talked about, what may be good for Joe Blow might not be good for you or for me. Um, right. And and that we stay hydrated with water because. We all, we should yep. know, our body is 75% water, and if we don't stay hydrated, the body says, okay, idiot, watch this, I'm going to store all the water <laughs> that's from your body, and I'm going to bloat you up like a balloon, because you're not giving <laughs> yep. me any, so I'm just going to keep what I've got.
0: you right. Right, we'll start retaining water. So a lot of people don't realize that if you're retaining water, actually one of the best things to do is to drink more water. Exactly. And it sounds counterintuitive. I acknowledge it does sound wrong. It doesn't seem to make sense, but I just say, trust me on this. And the other thing is a lot of people, it's one of these myths, a lot of people have this particular number that goes in their head about how much water they should be drinking. And I tell people, um, go (laughs) by. The color of your urine. So, the more clear, pale yellow, you're well hydrated. But if we're talking like it looks like apple juice, you need to drink some more water here, unless you have a kidney <laughs> disorder, which hopefully you already know that. But um, that's the quickest and easiest way to know how well hydrated you are is by and your urine color. Mean,
1: and, 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 and that doesn't mean, okay, I'm drinking a Coke, it has water in it. No. The other, you need the water because it is water, <laughs> right?
0: And i i make a I make a joke that when I'm more drinking more water, I'm less likely to get sick. And it's not necessarily the water; it's because I'm going to the bathroom and washing my hands so much that I'm going to be less likely to get sick. <laughs>
1: and 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 when when we are drinking the water, think of it as. Oh, this is going to be gross. But but think of it as we are literally flushing all the toxins out of
0: our system. Yep. Yeah, the, the water is helping our liver and our kidneys. And I'd say our liver and our kidneys and our lungs are our original organs to detox our body. And if you're drinking water, it's going to help just move things more efficiently through the kidneys. And that's, yes, that's awesome. I say that all the time, Yvonne. You're literally flushing the toxins down the toilet. You're flushing the waste down the toilet. And, and and it's not
1: just when we pee either. It's the other side no. that it
0: is flushing <laughs> out too. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. ladies and, and that's we're so just, talking about it. I'm
0: a, I'm a dietician. We talk about that side all the time. I say, I, I teach Students who are going into nursing, I say, look, I could talk about it, but if I have to see, smell, or touch it, I don't do well. I just know my <laughs> limits. Thank goodness we have other people who are able to handle that. It just isn't me. <laughs> but yeah. and then,
1: and then people and then people wonder why they feel sluggish, why they feel yep. tired, why they feel bloated, why they. Feel like one day they weigh two hundred pounds and the next day they weigh twelve, and it's because they don't have water intake. And and I get Mm -hmm. my girlfriend. She says, "Well, I I drink water occasionally. I don't like water. Well, guess what? Your body does. Coke isn't gonna get it."
0: But, and it's so interesting when people say they don't like water, they don't like the taste of water. Well, okay, let's get something in there that's going to help it. If you need to slice cucumber, lemon, whatever needs to do, let's get it in there. In the winter, I don't like cold water, so I have room temperature water. Big deal. What's the big deal? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Exactly. As long as I'm drinking it. Yeah. If I love get, lemon uh, water. Yeah. All worked up about whether hot water, cold water. I'm like, just drink the water. <laughs> Let's not yeah, it's, get hung up on those details.
1: If you're in a desert and somebody finds you and you're half dead from lack of water and they give you a canteen of lukewarm water, are you going to turn it down? I think not.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. And we are talking about mostly healthy individuals, and I always say that, mostly healthy individuals. Uh, there's very few people who would need to have limitations on that, but a lot of people, if they do have limitations, they know who they are. Uh, I don't specialize in kidney disease, but there are limits there on that. But hopefully the person with kidney disease knows they're, they're special. They don't, they don't need to follow the same recommendations as everybody else because, like we keep saying, everybody's different.
1: Right. And you're not going to believe this, my dear. We are almost at the end of our hour. Wow.
0: See, I could talk about this all day long. That's why I do it for a living.
1: <laughs> but that's why you just have to come back. Absolutely. Because it,
0: it,
1: this is what we do on Off the Chain. Tell the folks where you can be found.
0: Absolutely. So my website is my name, com. So that's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y com. on my website uh, I have my social media contacts I have some free tools I have a free ebook there on helping people brainstorm on on setting up their day snacks lunch breakfast and what works best for them and I have a couple of free webinars as you had said in the intro, the energy, so the Quest for Energy is a free webinar, as well as another one called Eating is Not Cheating, and I am wanting people to stop guilt about eating, want to help people stop guilt about eating. We don't have to live in our life with restriction and rules and deprivation, but all foods can fit, and you can eat anything you want. We just put it in the context of the overall diet and you use that word earlier moderation and you will come back, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sweet. Like I said, I can and talk well, about this all day. So,
1: well, when, when the show goes off air, don't hang up. Cause there's some things I want to tell you, but I do want to thank you for taking an hour out of your life to spend it with me. And please let your husband know how much I appreciate it because oh. I know, <laughs> Time time with family is limited, and it's precious, so please thank him for um, my borrowing you for one hour. It I appreciate it. Oh, I always I will. tell my guests that. It, it, it's, it's important that they know that they're appreciated as well. And ladies and gentlemen, y'all know this show is as varied as the day is long. I hope that you
0: all learn
1: something about food and eating and being well and healthy and and carry that with you wherever you are in the world and and learn that all things are good in moderation water is especially good water is the stuff mm-hmm. of life they say bread is but I'm telling you it's water mm-hmm. so with that being said we will be back tomorrow night with another wonderful guest Um, You all know that at the end of every show, there's a couple of things that I say, and one of those things is we're all on a journey, and y'all know that I've been on a journey for a while, and, and my husband's journey has ended. He has started a new journey, and I miss him, but we will carry on because he would kick my butt if I didn't. Just bear with me on nights that I get a little bit emotional. But as you're on your journey, and as you see people out and about, know they're on a journey as well. And stop and say something nice to them. They'll forget your name. They'll forget what you look like, but they will never forget how you've made them feel. So take a moment just to be kind. Tell them they have a nice smile. They have nice hair. They're dressed very nice. Just find something kind to say because it is very well appreciated, especially in this day and time of our hurly-burly lives. Also, if you want to achieve greatness, stop asking permission because what it's going to get Trust me, they will not give you permission to be great. You're already great. Your children are already great. Encourage them to understand their greatness because they are our future. And if we don't preserve our future, ladies and gentlemen, we will not have a future. And once we lose a child, that thread to our future is gone forever. Whatever that child might have grown up to be will never happen because that thread is forever cut and gone. So Treasure our children, love yourselves, love your children, love your spouses, love your partners, love each other, because life is so, so short. Again, I want to thank Sherry Riel for being my guest tonight. It was informative, it was fun, and it was educational. Join us again tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time when we will have another wonderful, wonderful guest, Sherry, Sher, Sher, I see, I can't talk now. Shelly will be uh-huh. coming back to visit us. She's got me all tongue tied and excited. And um, we will have shows all through the week. It will, probably will be off Saturday night, but up until then, we will have a show every night of the week. So join us again tomorrow night at eight o'clock Eastern daylight time. I am your host, Yvonne Mason. and This is off the chain as always. Until tomorrow night, good night. Okay, we're off the air, but everything I tell you is going to show up in the archive part of the show. It's sort of like the outtakes. But what I wanted to tell you is when we get off the show here and the show archives, I'm going to put the link up on my page, and I'm going to tag you in it. And my gift to you is to take that link and put it everywhere in your social network so people can listen to the show. Tomorrow, I will put it up on um, SoundCloud, and Mix Cl- SoundCloud, Spreaker, Podcast.com, and Podcast Garden. I will send you those links. It automatically okay. goes up on iTunes and YouTube, FM.com, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. It goes up on two channels on iHeartRadio, Southern Chats with Yvonne Mason and Off the Chain. It goes up on um, Reverb Nation. I think that's everything that I put it up on. But then it goes out to these other third-party webcasts. And for some reason, they like my web, my podcast, so they put them up on their shows. So you're going to be heard cool. in over 200 countries and 200,000-plus listeners. But I will send you those links to those podcasts and let you post those and post them and tag you so that you can go and share those as well. Fantastic. Amazing. But so you're quite gonna, a reach. it is a reach. It it's it's a God given gift. He gets all the glory because for some reason I guess he thinks that I have a venue to help people share their knowledge and make it become wisdom.
0: That's yes, that's great. Oh my gosh, Yvonne, I use that term all the time. I want to share my knowledge. That's that's I don't hear that phrase very often. So that's that's amazing. Well, thank you, my darling, and I can't wait to bring you back. Thank you. It's it was fun chatting with you. I was it, it always sounds so cliche to say that, but it really it really was, it
1: really was. Well, I I try to make it fun and entertaining as well as as people to learn things, and I think they learn better when it's when it's. When it's not drawn and draw, it's fun, and, and we can go off on tangents and then wrap back around and, and do all the things. That's why I don't have a scripted show, because it's much more fun just chatting.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. I've done one scripted show. It was very it, – it was so – I didn't feel authentic, and, and I like going to very casual, let's have a conversation. It's so much more natural and authentic, so –
1: yeah, because, because that. It, well, if, and if it were a scripted show, we might not have even gotten to the diabetes, which to me is one of my passions because yes. people don't understand it.
0: Oh no, that's probably uh, well one of the many things that is people just don't don't understand it. And I spend an entire class just talking about diabetes when I teach the college classes, and 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 it's still not enough time. Um, but yeah, and and well, I say in our state, in New Mexico, we have a lot of diabetes. But I'm sure, I mean, it's nationwide. I know it is. So it's um, it's so misunderstood.
1: And we didn't even get into um,
0: there's there's
1: reasons that certain foods have sleep agents in them. It's 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 the body's oh, yeah. way of saying. It. See, and we didn't get into certain foods that have mood changes in them. So we got a yep. whole lot of different subjects to talk about.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, just let me know when you want me back, and uh, we'll put it in the calendar.
1: Sweet. Thank you, my darling, for your patience with me, and thank you for for coming on the show. I am so humbled, and absolutely. I appreciate it so so much. You you have been a pure joy tonight.
0: Thank you, Yvonne. I appreciate that. You and are I know welcome. it's late for you?
1: <laughs> oh, it's it's only nine o'clock. I'm good. Oh, okay. I don't, okay. I, I'm not. I don't usually go to sleep now till. Some nights I don't go to sleep at all, but that's okay. Yeah. Someday
0: I'll sleep yeah. again, but yeah. I don't know when. Yeah. But yeah. But I'm going to. you, you, you get I just have them. to say you you sound you sound very upbeat. Um. So you you sound great. I would have if you had not have told me I wouldn't have known. Um. You coming through that you know you you lost your husband in the last couple of weeks.
1: Well, two weeks I'm, ago I am tonight. A- yeah. It's been two weeks ago to tonight. I, am, if nothing else, I am a consummate professional. I learned that at yeah. my mother's knee. That it doesn't matter what's going on in your personal life. When you walk through the door of a business that you work for, you leave that
0: at the door.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But uh, we are still human, so yeah, yeah.
1: And my husband would kick my ass if I did.
0: <laughs> And it's like, I, you know, I knew he had the health issues from listening to um, previous episodes, and so I wasn't sure, you know, how this would go if it would be too close to home in some aspects of it, um, but knowing about the diabetes. But well, you brought my, it up, so I went there.
1: Well, and I and I, I don't mind talking about it, because if, right. if my husband's death and the illnesses that led up to his death, because see... He had, he became an insulin-dependent diabetic, and because of the diabetes, he wound up with congestive heart failure, and he had already had five bypasses, and only two were. The bottom part of his heart was completely dead because the, the three arteries that go to that part of the heart were gone. He also had stage four kidney failure. And then at the end, he had complete liver failure. He also had macular degeneration, and he also was losing his eyesight from the diabetes. So the the diabetes itself exacerbated and created other health issues. And before he and I got married, he did not take care of himself.
0: And that's, I, I don't want to be rude, but that's typical now. My husband tells me all the time if he had married me, who knows what his diet and what his lifestyle would have been.
1: Well, his heart doctor told me in the emergency room the day that he died, he came down because his office is right next to the hospital. And I had the ER doctor call him and tell him because when when the, the heart doctor first came to Fort Pierce, my husband was one of his first patients. And it's been over 20 years that he's been a patient to to my to the heart doctor. And he told me, because I told him, I said, Dr. Sheree, thank you for everything you did for Jack. He said, no, thank you. He said, when Jack first came to me, I was very worried about him. He said, Yvonne, you were the one that gave him those extra 12 years. That's great. Because I... I fought with doctors, I got him off medications. He didn't need something else you and I didn't talk about is we have to we have to be our own advocate because sometimes they over medicate us um
4: mhm,
1: he yep. ate healthy when he was with me he ate it 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 standard time- not standard times, but you know it it consistent times
0: yep, oh yeah, people don't realize how much of an impact that has, yeah,
1: yeah it And and they don't, to know that we got that extra time with him is priceless, that the children got that extra time with him, that his friends got that extra time with him. So now my mission is to teach people how to listen to their bodies and how to listen to their mates when their mates are saying, look, we have to do this if you want to hang around a while. Yeah. Yep. Go and give your husband a big, fat kiss on top of
0: his head and tell him <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's got to listen to you
0: and stay healthy. <laughs> I will, Yvonne. You take care of yourself, too. You, I will. You, you give yourself with. self-care. Yes. I, I'm right, working Yvonne, on it. You
1: have a good, I've, I've,
0: I've good. neglected
1: myself for so long that it's hard to take care of me, but I'll get I there. Know. you got to put yourself first now. I know. I know. That's why I need people like you around me to say, hey, stupid, remember what we (laughs) talked about? (laughs) So go and have a good rest. You too, darling, and I'll get you back on the schedule um, probably in February if that's good for you. That sounds good. All right. I can't wait. All right. Take care. Uh Bye-bye. Bye.